of Psalm, Psalm 5. Psalm chapter 5, verses, we'll be looking at verses 1 to 8. Psalm 5, first part of the Psalter, Psalm 5, 1 through 8. And while you're turning there, I'd like to tell you a story that I heard once. It was after a church service. Three boys were bragging about their fathers. The first boy said, my dad scribbles a few words on a piece of paper, calls it a poem, and gets $50 for it. The second boy said, that's nothing. My dad scribbles a few words on a piece of paper, calls it a song, and he gets a hundred dollars. And the third boy said, well, I got, listen, I got y'all both beat. My dad scribbles a few words on a piece of paper, calls it a sermon, and it takes four people to collect all the money. Uh, my, my, my. Oh, wow. It'll, 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 it'll hit you. It'll, it'll, it'll hit you. I've been asking the Lord about some things that I've been hearing in the news. And I, I just for a few minutes, I wanted to respond. And some things I'm about to say, perhaps you, 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 you've, you've heard them, but I just wanted to respond because I don't know, I can't speak for you, but I don't know how it affect you. Maybe it didn't affect you. Maybe you didn't hear and you're hear it for the first time, but here's straight out of the news headlines this past week. And it may have been a week prior to that, but it's all together. One black teenager went to wrong house and was shot by a white homeowner. And the homeowner said he shot him because the gentleman was kind of tall. A cheerleader got shot by a man. She was coming from practice, got shot by a man because she got into a car that she thought was hers, but it was the wrong car. So she goes in the car, realizes she got in the wrong car, went to her car. He gets out of his car and walks over to shoot her, and he shoots her. Before she could apologize, saying, I got into the wrong car. Another woman was shot by a homeowner because she drove into his driveway by mistake. Perhaps you've heard, and, and this one, man shoots a six-year-old girl and her parents 
because they went on his property to, to retrieve a ball. Are you hearing me today? I need to put something aside. This is not just a black and white thing. It's blacks shooting whites. It's whites shooting blacks. It's whites shooting each other. And you know, it's blacks shooting blacks. Um, I, I don't know how you feel about hearing all of these situations, but it, it's making me sick to my stomach. It, it, it's a, <laughs> the thought that comes to my mind is a movie title. It's a mad, mad, mad world. So the question is, how do I respond? I ask myself. Then as I ask myself, I ask you, how do you respond when you hear such news? Do I was thinking, do I just shake my head and say, that's a shame? Do, do I raise my hands in disgust? People out in mind. But then I took the time to ask myself, how as a Christian, how am I as an image bearer of Christ? How am I as one who is in the mission of God to respond to all of this ruckus? And that's my thought today, responding to the ruckus, responding to the ruckus. I looked, thought about King David. He, he, he had to respond to the ruckus of his day. And as I try to see if I can utilize this scripture to speak to us today as we respond to the ruckus of our day, David had a lot of enemies. He was surrounded by a lot of enemies, but he did respond to the ruckus that he was surrounded by. I'd like to say to you, EF, I'd like to say to you, Bishop Churn, I kind of think this psalm is for you. Because if you look up top in the NIV, it says, help me out, y'all, to the flute players. To the flute players. And when I saw that, I said, oh, EF and Bishop Churn, they got this. This, you know, David was famous for, he was a musician. He was famous for putting words together and putting the psalm together and sending it to songs and sending it to the musician. Hey, put 
put some music to this. Nanny was specific. I think this one is going to go good with some flutes. So, so EF and Bishop Churn, when you think of this psalm, think about this was customized just for you. And one other side point, you know, as we look at scripture, the type of literature that it is, in psalm, it's a lot of what we call poetry. We talk about poetry, there's a rhythm. There's a balance. There's a repeating of a word when you read poetry. It's not always um, the rhyme. It's got a rhyme. But there's a balance and you get to see, you get to read or you get to hear a certain way, a certain style, and it gives way to repetition. This type of writing here in Psalm is poetry. I believe that David gives us a paradigm, a template, an example, if you would, to help us address the issues of the day as we respond To the ruckus. Let's look at verses one through three. Give ear, give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my sigh. Verse two, listen to my cry for help, my King and my God. For to you I pray. In the morning, O oh Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my requests before you and wait in expectation. I'd like to suggest from these verses a few things. First, we must pray in earnest as we hear all of all the calamities and all the ruckus and all the violence, all the shooting and all the things that's just going on, we must first pray. And I, I don't want to just gloss over this. Yeah, we got to pray, but we have to pray in earnest. Let me tell you what I mean. When we're real clear about this, notice in these first three verses, give ear, consider my sign. So David was feeling some kind of way. This is like a lament, y'all. And we talked about a lament. Give, consider my sign. Huh. Do you feel that way when you hear these news, this news that's going on? Especially with our young people. Listen to my cry. I pray. Verse three. Hear my voice. I lay my request. First, we must pray in earnest. I know Lady D sometimes she prays those ejaculatory prayers, which are great. When, when, when you need a, to really get a prayer through very quickly. 
but we're talking about some situations that we hear over and over and over and over and again, and it looks like there is going to be no end to it. First, we must pray in earnest. As you notice, the psalm writer, David, give ear to my words. He's crying out to the Lord. Consider my sad sighing. Somebody, what's a sigh? When somebody gives a sigh, somebody real quick, tell me what that is. Well, uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Deacon. Okay. Heartfelt tears. Heartfelt tears. Thank you, EF. Dick, were you about to say something? No, I mean to cut your wife off. She can go here first. Well, go ahead. Go ahead, Deacon Dixon. All right. Okay. Well, wouldn't it be like a that 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 moment of uh, high high expression of of uh, anxiety of a moment that just takes you to a place outside of the reality of what, what you're dealing with. Uh, you, know, uh, you don't know nothing else to do, but, you know. Uh, there you go. There you go. Thank you, Dick. Yeah, you, yeah, we need to hear that. Go ahead. Thank you, Dick. Uh, Lady D? I knew he had it. It's like the silent, the silent, um, I, you know, I was going to say basically, the, the it's a silent frustration or the silent um way of sh of getting out an emotion but you're just doing it silently through your breath thank you lady thank you all three of you because it's a side you see the anguish you see the heartfelt emotion from king david i don't know how you felt this week this last couple of weeks, or when you hear the news, another young person got shot, uh, that mass shootings. I don't know how you feel about that, but I wonder, I know I was signed. And, and, and even goes on to say, listen to my cry for help. I pray, hear my voice. I lay my requests. We must first pray in earnest. And it's okay, think that you pray and it takes you out of your realm, out of your situation, because you're really giving it to the Lord. It's not that you don't trust him, because I want to make a side point, and then I'm going to make a, a clear point. Notice who he went to. He didn't go to Tom, Dick, and Harry. He went to the one he trusts. He went to the one that could change the situation. Maybe sometimes we feel we have no control. Every time you hear of a shooting, every time you hear of these things, it was like a resounding thing. People who made mistakes, it cost them their lives. Now the family members have to deal. Thank you, Lady Dick. Now the family members have to deal with the loss of a loved one. Can you imagine lives are now destroyed? 
families are destroyed. Families are just so messed up. And we see that and you begin to feel um, heartfelt. It gets in your spirit. First, we must pray in earnest. Next, still, in, still dealing verses 1 through 3. Next, we must pray in humble submission. I want you to see, as I said, this is poetry form. I want you to look at how King David wrote to God, pleaded out to God. Oh, Lord, my king, my God, oh, Lord. Can I say that again? Oh, Lord, my king, my God. Oh, Lord, not only are we to just pray in earnest and just we can just cry our hearts out to the Lord, but we pray in humble submission. My king, personal, do you believe he's going to do it? Do you believe he's going to do something about how you're feeling? Do you about your situation? Oh Lord, my King, my God, oh Lord, are you hearing me today? Do you see what David was saying in humble submission as he was praying earnestly, acknowledged who God was? He said, My King. He didn't just say the King, he didn't say a king he said my king he said my god not the god not a god he said my god it shows relationship y'all it shows pastor g help me out pastor g intimacy y'all responding amen ruckus we must first pray in earnest all that you're feeling. You can take it to God, but understand when you take it to God, you do it in humble submission, knowing that he's a God that sees everything. He is God alone. Before time began, he is on the throne. He is God alone. That's why I told you that... Um, um, our adult praise team, you didn't just come up with songs. You didn't know what I was going to preach. But you see how that song resonates with my message. Thank you again, adult praise team, for being led by the Spirit. Now, this last point I want to make of these three verses. It's something you can you, you can be honest that I think we might struggle with. We must wait with in expectations. And I say that again. In verse, in, in verse 3, last thing he says, before you, I lay my request before you, and wait in expectation. 
Can I say that again? I lay my request before you and what? Wait in expectation. Somebody, real quick, what does the word wait mean? We're going we're gonna to do this. What does the word wait mean? Stand still. Hmm. Stand Wait. still. Uh-huh. Somebody else? Thank you, G. Somebody else? Just stop whatever you're doing and just stay still and wait. Uh-huh. Thank you, Dickie K. How many of us can do that? Hmm. No, I, I see no, I see no raise of hands there. Yeah. That 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 that's a toughie. And wait, but watch this. Not only wait, but it says in expectation. And somebody tell me what expectations mean. Looking forward to something. Wait in expectation, right? Looking forward to what in this instance? Deliverance. God is his intervention. Uh-huh. So let me get this right. I really want to be clear, y'all. So we must wait in with expectation. That means wait, wait for an action. Wait for God to intervene. EF, you got it. So you waiting for God. So how many of us can wait? Stop. Hmm, there, see. Watch this in expectation. Not in doubting, because when we use the word wait, isn't that associated with time? Mm -hmm. And when we talk about wait, we have a time frame that would be chronos. We have a specific time frame. But see, when our time doesn't measure up with God's time, that's where we got problems. And then the expectations, watch this, begin to dwindle. Are you hearing me today? I really, because, and I want to I share this with you because, come on now, every day you're hearing somebody getting shot. Every day you're hearing right, calamity, right. calamity. Yet here you are, Lord, I'm, I'm praying in earnest. I'm crying out to you. I have humbled myself. You and me, we are tight. We're here. We here, but yet I've been waiting and I don't see anything happening. Hello. Hello. Right. Uh, see, this is how we're to respond to the ruckus. We must pray in earnest. We must pray in humble submission, acknowledging God is God alone, my King, my King, my God. And we must wait. Stop. I like I like the working definition. We must stop what we're doing and expect that God is going to intervene. Now, now, now it's not said here, but it says wait in expectation. Pastor Churn going to add, God will intervene on his time. Can I say that again? 
Mm-hmm. I will intervene not on Pastor Churn's time. Come on, how many of us have a time frame that we give God? Yes. Hmm? I think EF said something today. Um, when he said the gentleman here was on drugs for what, 30 some odd years. For some of us, we would have we were dealing with that person, we may have given up. Ooh. There's no hope. But see, that's us. That's not God. Because he yeah. is God alone. He is on the throne. And was in, in his time that that man got delivered and said, Hallelujah. we've got to remember, we must wait. And while we're waiting, I can't stress it enough. We've got to still expect. Don't let your expectations go down because God is not answering on your, my time frame. There are times I say, how long, Lord? I'm just going to use church building. If there's not one thing, we plug a hole in one thing, then something else pops out. How long? What does God say? Keep praising me. Huh? You keep praising me. And so I bow in humble submission. We bow in humble submission. Giving you real life. Responding to the ruckus. So please don't encouraging you. If you're feeling some kind of way, when you hear all the bad news, it's good to feel some kind of way, but take that some kind of way and lay it before God. In verses four to six, it says, you are not a God who takes pleasure in evil. Watch this. Remember expectations? With you, the wicked cannot dwell. The arrogant cannot stand in your presence. You hate all who do wrong. You destroy those who tell lies. Bloodthirsty and deceitful men, the Lord abhors. So can Ooh. I say this to you? Here we see God, verses four and six, God's character. He hates evil. Look at it. He's not a God. He's not a God. That t- You're not a God who takes pleasure in evil. See, see that? Um, um, he, with you, the wicked cannot dwell. The arrogant cannot stand in your presence. You hate all who do wrong. You destroy those who tell lies. Blessed and deceitful men, the Lord abhors. You can take, and I'm, I'm, I'm highlighting those phrases because we see that God, the God that we bow in humble submission to, the God that we pray in earnest to, the God that we wait in expectation to intervene cannot. He does hate evil. And he is going to address all of this violence. And we can take comfort in that. Let me help you out with something. Um, If you really need to understand how you have to wait on God and wait and understand 
that he he sees what's going on. He sees the violence. He sees the backbiting. He sees young people taking young people out. He sees the young people beating up uh, older people just because, and then they don't know why they beat them up. He sees all of that. And he's going to address it. But let me help you out with that. Because in the Old Testament, going back there, y'all, in Genesis, God tells Abraham, you know, when God lays it out for Abraham, he says, listen, your, your descendants are going to um, possess the land in Canaan. And all the places that he said that his descendants would possess, at that time he said, but that's not going to happen yet because those other nations, those nations that worshiping other gods, their um, whatever is what they're doing has not risen up to that point where I have to act. And I thought about that. And I said, you know what? It's because God was giving them a time, these other nations that were worshiping other gods, that were just enslaving folk, <laughs> that were doing their own thing. He was giving them a chance to repent. And sometimes we wonder, God, why aren't you moving? Because God is giving his creation a chance to come to him. My wife and I have a saying, we have a thing between us that um, when my father-in-law didn't want to hear any more of what we had to say, he would say, this conversation is over. And over. so... When God gets to that point, you're in trouble. Mm. It's over. Mm. But God is giving the wicked. God is giving the bloodthirsty and deceitful men. The God, God is giving those who tell lies. He's giving them a chance to come to repentance and come back to him. The original way he made mankind to be in relationship with him now through his son, Jesus Christ. But you can take, take comfort in the fact that God will deal with those people who are not, who just refuse to come and continue to be evil, continue to do wrong, continue to tell lies, continue to be deceitful. Know that our God, our God who sits on the throne the one who is alone, he abhors, he cannot stand it, and he will deal with it. That's why it's so important we pray for those who are doing these despicable acts. Because when it's over, it's over. I'm talking about responding to the ruckus. This making sense to everybody? I pray that this is making sense. In verses 7 to 8, it says, but I, by your great mercy, will come into your house in reverence while I bow down toward your temple. Verse 8, lead me, O Lord, 
in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make straight your way before me. He's going to straighten it out. But in verse 7, he says, but I, by your great mercy, will come into your house. Now, if you look at some other translations, y'all going to love this. By your great love. Hebrew word is hesed. Root word, hesed. Which means love. That sound familiar? By your great love will I come in your house. In reverence will I bow down toward your holy temple. Lead me Oh Lord, in your righteousness, because of my enemies, make straight your path, your way before me. We must praise God for his love toward us. Our word this year, y'all, love, to praise him for his love toward us. This is the key. No matter what we see, we do what? We keep praying. No matter what we hear, what do we do? We keep praying because he has a love toward us. And we know that God is going to straighten things out. Make straight your way before me. God will straighten this out. He will straighten this ruckus out. Our response to this ruckus that we're dealing with, we must go to God. I know you've heard that. We got to go pray. But I really want you to hear how we come to God, not just any old kind of way, but in earnest, we cry out to him and in humble submission because we have a relationship and we wait, we stop, Deacon Kane, like she said, we stop and we wait for God to move in his time, knowing that he will deal with evil people because he hates it. We can take comfort in that. But meanwhile, watch this, while we're praying to God for him addressing the situation, we need to be praying also for those who are the perpetrators because when it's over for them, it's over. God is giving them a chance to do something different. No matter how bad it gets, we must go to God for the struggles of our life that come our way. We must go to God just like David did, just like David did. We must wait for God to move. I like the way the songwriter put it. Wait on the Lord. I think this is one of Deacon Cain's favorites. And be of good courage. Wait on the Lord. He said three times. And be of good courage. Wait on the Lord. And be of good courage. And what will happen? He will strengthen thy heart. Hallelujah. That's how we to respond 
to the ruckus. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. What is your response to do? What do you need to do? You need to be praying that God will intervene, but do it in earnest expectation, knowing God is going to deal with that because he hates evil. But pray for those who are the perpetrators because when he goes in and he declares judgment upon them, then it's over. It's over. Responding to the ruckus. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he will strengthen thy heart. Let's pray, Father. 